Today's Whiteboard Wednesday is on the topic of overreaching. Overreaching typically has negative connotations applied to it. It's something that's viewed most of the time as being bad and is perceived to be a smaller version of overtraining. This isn't always the case and overreaching can be used in a very effective manner to elicit larger adaptations. When we use it in a positive way, we typically call it functional overreaching. Other names for it include things like shock week and crush week. It doesn't necessarily have to go for a week. The general idea remains the same. What is overreaching? It's when you apply a larger training load or training volume than what your body can typically recover from with your normal training. Let's say you're training at a certain level one week, the next week you then elevate the amount of load or volume of your training. If you go back to your original training load or volume, you'll find you'll have a decreased level of performance and you won't be able to get back to that level that you're at. With manipulation and good training program design, we can actually elicit a positive adaptation larger than what we might normally through a typical training. It's not something you're gonna do all the time, but it can be something you can do in a concentrated form at key times. It's not something we can do day in, day out, or every single week of a training program. It just doesn't work. So how does functional overreaching work? Well, effectively, you take what the normal amount of stress is that would cause an overload and you increase it throughout potentially a training week or maybe a few weeks or even a month, depending on your training maturity. As a beginner doing it for a month, it's probably not gonna work and it's gonna be too traumatic. Someone who's intermediate or advanced might get some benefit though out of doing it for a period of a week or potentially more. How it works is pretty simple. As opposed to applying the normal level of stress you would that would lead to an adaptation, you increase that volume or that load of the stress. You overstress your system more than what you normally do. This has to be followed though with a deliberate deload. If it's done correctly, that is the overreach or the additional stress you apply is followed up with a suitable level of deload, you'll see an end result of an elevated level of performance after your deload. So it looks something like this. Our normal performance level as the initial blue flat line we then increase our training stress and training load maybe over a week or so, and that sees a sharp decline in our performance ability. We then factor in a deload, so we remove the stress. We do a lower intensity or a lower volume or both towards our training. We have like a light week, so to speak. That will allow us to recover. When done well, we'll see an elevated level of performance. The other form of overreaching really is just another form of overtraining. The difference between overreaching and overtraining in most definitions goes back to the period of time the fatigue lasts. So people would call non-functional overreaching when you're too fatigued up to approximately a fortnight long and you can't return to your same level of performance for at least a fortnight. And then people will say overtraining is the same, you're overly fatigued, however it's going to last for at least four weeks. Now the difference is really arbitrary. Non-functional overreaching really is just overtraining and overtraining is just an extended form of overreaching. When you consider training maturity, looking at overreaching or overtraining for an advanced level or even an intermediate is kind of irrelevant. Due to the training maturity they have, the amount of stress that needs to be applied to their body to elicit an adaptation, their normal training might see a decreased level of performance for a few weeks or potentially months that lead to an elevated level of performance or supercompensation. Non-functional overreaching and overtraining are really just the same thing. It's just an arbitrary difference between the two in terms of time, which as you get more mature in your training, becomes irrelevant. Looking at non-functional overreaching, or what I'll also call overtraining, we see a similar process. We're training at a normal level, a normal load, a normal volume, a normal intensity, that we can handle and maintain a certain level of performance. We then sharply increase our training load, potentially over a week or so. Normal, it then dips down. The problem with non-functional overreaching 
is we may not factor in an adequate deload, or we actually might stress the system way too much and we can't actually elicit an adaptation. We'll just provide too much fatigue. That is our training stress has gone from being eustress into distress. It's too much, our body can't cope. Our performance level drops for a considerable amount of time, eventually returning back to normal once we've effectively removed that fatigue. Functional and non-functional overreaching have some similarities, but the key difference is if you use overreaching effectively, it leads to an increased level of performance. If you don't apply it effectively, you become overwhelmed with fatigue and you don't improve. So how can we use overreaching for good, not for evil? One way I personally like to program overreaching that's functional and deliberate is into any training peak or training taper. Take for example, Mark, our resident weightlifter at Ascension. The last few weeks has seen an increase in the amount of stress as he prepares for that competition. One week out from the competition though, there'll be a very deliberate deload in order to remove that fatigue with the idea being on competition day, he can get a higher total in the snatch and clean and jerk. There's a bit of risk there. If we push it too hard, it effectively won't lead to an increased level of performance and we might see a decrease or we might come back to a normal level. Another way we can use overreaching in a functional or practical sense for good is to do it as a part of certain athletes and certain people's normal training cycle. And that's what a lot of people mean when they say crush week or shock week and it's got a few other names. In both circumstances though, discipline needs to be applied. You cannot just go, yep, functional overreaching sounds like the shit, I'm gonna give that a crack. Be wary. You have to do a deload and you have to make sure that deload is sufficient. That doesn't mean, yep, I'm gonna do a functional overreaching, I'm just gonna jack the volume or intensity up and the following week you just go back to normal. That is not an effective deload. You have to reduce the training stress, that is the training volume and intensity significantly to allow your body to elicit that supercompensation leading to an adaptation. If you're going to use functional overreaching or if your coach programs a shock week or a crush week and then folds it up with a deload like they should, make sure you follow the deload. You have to do it or it'll just be a form of overtraining and you'll just suck at everything. Now let's talk about the other side of the coin which is misapplication of overreaching. Now, there's two sort of broad ways which go back to what I've said with the correct application of overreaching for it to be useful, for it to be not useful or non-functional. The two things you can do is apply excessive load or volume. The other way people can go wrong, sometimes by itself or sometimes in conjunction with too much volume, is having an insufficient or ineffective deload. The amount of stress they provided during the shock week or that extra amount of training has generated a significant amount of fatigue which has reduced their ability to perform. That fatigue needs to be dissipated. The key when it comes to overreaching is twofold. One is to know that it can be useful if it's applied correctly. Like anything though, it's a sharp discrete shock which is not going to be necessarily enjoyable and is going to lead to an initial decrease in your performance levels after the actual overreach. And that's what we want if we're using it functionally, providing we apply a suitable level of deload or reduction in training overall to allow that adaptation to occur. If we don't do that, or if we apply too much stress, we won't see an elevated level of performance at all, and we'll just have a whole bunch of shitty weeks where our performance just continues to drop and we don't make adaptations, and we wonder why we're not getting any better.